And now a message from our sponsor. Hey everybody, it's Bootleg Captain, Captain Bootlegs here. Yeah. If you're like me, I bet you're enjoying this Toys, Toys on, on Tap, Tap podcast. Yeah, I am enjoying it, it's very nice. But did you know you can enjoy it more just by joining that Patreon? Oh, I did not know that. There are so many cool perks available on the Patreon for you. There's and also and Wow, that's really a lot of stuff if you ask Bootleg Captain. Captain I don't bootleg. understand. There were noises I couldn't hear with the person. So join today to support Toys on Tap podcast and Bootleg Art Toys. But if you're not in a position to join the Patreon, head on over to Apple iTunes and review and subscribe. That helps out the channel as well. Okay, I'll go rate it, I guess. And remember, listen to Toys, Toys on, on Tap. Captain Bootleg, the bootleg captain sent you. Why does he keep referring to himself in the third Can person? I stop with the stupid voice now? I'm not sure why you made me want to sound like a pirate. Oh, so that was a fake voice. Oh, yucko! I didn't realize it was just pretend voice. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm excited that we made it work. It's not too early for me. Is it too early for you? Uh, it, it's okay for me. I'm I'm not I'm not the, the morning guy, <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> it's okay. It's, it's fine. I'm more worried about you than because it's 9 a.m. Oh no, no, no really. Yeah, there's some days where I'll do it, and if I talk to someone in like. Um, New Zealand, or if I talk to someone in like mm. Scotland, I got to be up at four or five. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, where are you, where are you coming in from? What city are you in right now? I'm in Mexico City, capital city of, of Mexico. Awesome! I love that. I love that. I love that. I'm so. I happy don't live in the downtown. I live in in like the southern part of the Mexico City. It's more like a suburb. Yeah. That's I love it. I love talking to people all over the world about toys. So this is exciting. Uh, it's it's amazing. One of the things I love the most about this whole IG thing, it's getting to know people from all parts of the world. Yeah. So before we start anything, do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Well, uh, my name is Matus, uh, aka the Epoxy Crusader. I live in Mexico City. I just turned 40 years old uh, this February. Happy so birthday. you could say I'm an uh, adult who loves toys and <laughs> <laughs> no <knows> stuff. <laughs> I love that. So uh, uh, that's good that you started with that you're an adult that loves toys. So let's talk toys all through your childhood. What is your relationship with toys? Did you collect? Did you have a lot? What was that like? I, I love toys since I was a kid. Like uh, I, I don't really remember which was like my first toys. Mm -hmm. Sure, it'd it be like tod toddler toys, but uh, I, I have these memories about playing with Playmobiles. Oh yeah. Uh, I used to have a whole line of Playmobiles. I, I love that they have like these little animals and all the, the little objects you can play with. Uh, but then as I grew older and the eighties hit, hit harder, uh, what I loved the most was was Ninja Turtles. Yeah, like that that part of of life when when you get Ninja Turtles, the Monsters line, the Masters of the Universe line, like that just blew my mind. I, 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 until today, I'm a huge huge fan of Ninja Turtles. So most of my childhood memories goes of playing with with Ninja Turtles, and for a for a moment there, I also love. Uh, I, I don't know the name in, in in English. I think it's Pegasus Fantasy, the one of the Zodiac Knights. Uh, okay. Those, I have plenty of those as a kid. Uh, I, I don't have like specific memories because I, I used to, to play with the whole lines, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter which they came from. They always be in the, in the same adventure, but that's that's one of the, of the earliest memories I have, like playing with with those Zodiac Knight, Knights and and Ninja Turtles. And you came up in like the heart of it, right? The '80s and the '90s; those are huge toy times. Yeah, just just I I, I was born in '82, so by '86 and '89, when all the the big cartoons start hitting yeah. up the TV and the toy line start hitting up the market, I. I I was just in in the right moment. I have like six, seven years. Uh, 
I, I used to to ask for all these toys for my birthday, you know, Christmas, every chance you you have. Also, we have here in Mexico the day of the of the children, mm-hmm. and one of the customs is that you uh, make gifts out of toys to children. So I always ask for more toys and, and more Ninja Turtles. Yeah. So I I uh, maybe this is a, a a different kind of a question. Um, because you're in Mexico City, did you grow up in Mexico City from a young age? Yes. Yeah, so was it tougher to find toys or it was just as easy as everyone else had to find all these Ninja Turtle toys and everything? Well, now, now that I think of it, it might be a little difficult because some of the main lines, uh, in fact, hit the stores. But not all the time the stores have like the same line or the same wave of toys. Yeah. So what what I remember the most is that um, my parents gave me for my birthday uh, the toy the character. It's called Walkabout. It's mm-hmm. a kangaroo from the Ninja Trolls line. Yeah. But they picked that of the store because it says Ninja Trolls. You know. You know how parents are. They just yeah. get the brand. You know. But. <laughs> The character itself never appeared in the in the cartoon. So when I played with my friends, they always mocked me because that that toy wasn't Ninja, uh, Ninja Turtle character. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, it is. It's it, it, it was. It says in the in the box. No, 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 no it's not Ninja Turtle. It, it doesn't appear in the cartoon. Yeah. And for many years, I didn't have like the actual Ninja Turtle toys. None of the main characters. I always had like a walkabout, the frogs, uh Refile, you yeah. know, like like all the the side kicks and side characters that usually didn't appear in the in the in the cartoon or the TV show, and it was it was kind of frustrating because when all my my friends uh, play, you know, they always say like, oh, and now Leonardo cuts it with with his katana, and I was like, okay, and now what about? jumps and shoots and you know because you, you never know yeah what exactly the character was going to to be able to do so it was <laughs> it was pretty funny because I, I i get to to come up with all these ideas of what my toys will be able to do in a certain adventure you know or a certain play and my friends never had like the possibility of of denying what I was talking about because the character didn't appear in the show itself. So yeah, it was quite funny. So as you like played with these toys and kept going, was there a point that you, like as you were growing up, you gave all your toys away or sold them? Uh, I, I, I myself never did that. My mom, when I, I hit like the teenage years, mm-hmm. she gave away all the toys to charity. Most of the toys, not all. Uh, that was a big problem later because I started to, you know, rebuying all the all the lost figures. Myself, I I, I myself per se always loved toys, so I just switched to collecting other types of toys. Yeah. One of the things I remember the most was a start to collecting the Burger King Simpsons Go Camping toys. Okay. A little vinyl figures that came with the Happy Meal or, you know, whatever you call that box. But that was the first time, like, I consciously start thinking about, I need to have or I want to have the whole line of, of these toys. Mm-hmm. And that's, that was one of the very first toys I started collecting, and that was around, I think, the 90s, like, 99, 91 or so. Yeah. And from there... I start collecting not like whole toys or whole lines, just like the most iconic characters of, of different lines or stuff. And I start looking into monsters and different figures and toys yeah. to have in, in my collection. In a moment in my teenage years, I start with this idea of having like different types of media of a specific lines or toys, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I also love comic books. So when I stop buying 
like comic books for very regularly, I thought that it might be interesting to have, you know, like the comic book and then a toy from that yeah. line or comic book and something else rare, like a trading card or a bob or a keychain or something. Yeah. I, I started building like collections of different types of, of media from, from a same line or, or a same character. Uh, to this day, I, I, I still do that. Uh, now I think about collections like in, in a museum logic like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't need to have the whole line of toys. It's, it's okay if you have like a specific toy and a specific other type of media that goes related with, with that thing in particular. And I think, well, that, that's my view now about collecting toys yeah i think that that is way like i I, i'm not opposed when people collect whole lines i have i'm really into the um the zords from power rangers i like (laughs) the whole zord um but when people collect just one thing of a line i think that's just as cool because your collection looks so different than everyone else's yeah, I think I think it it looks like more um, historic in a sense okay. of way, and mostly because space. You know, when when you start collecting space and money and yeah, because you you love I love Star Wars, I love Ninja Turtles, Buster, you know everything, but then you don't have like the the exact amount of space of space to to, to display those toys now. Yeah. This, the place, the room I'm in, it's like my working studio. Uh-huh. And as you can see, it's all filled with <laughs> toy boxes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And all those toys, I love those toys, but they're just stacking over each other. And I'm not able to display them the way I, I would love to. Mm-hmm. And I need to, to work a lot on making a, a cool space to display, the, to display these, these toys. Yeah. So... Now, even though I have the, let's say, the money sometimes to buy more things, I always limit myself to buy those things because now I know that I don't have the space to display them. Yeah. So that that made me more specific specific in terms of collecting, like oh, just this comic, just this figure, just this trading card, just this, like to to keep the space like. Uh, in a comprehensive logic of, of collection. Yeah, and when you display, like if you have a character and then a comic book and a card, do you display them all together? Yes. Great. Yes, I, I, I try to, to do so. Because that way you, well, the way I think of it, that way you, you're able to see like a whole idea of the, mm-hmm. of the line or, or the character. I like that idea. That's great. As you <laughs> yeah, as you started collecting and kept buying, at what point did you start to see, because you're kind of in a hub of bootleg toys in Mexico City. Bootleg toys is huge. And I, ha- I actually have a, um, a bootleg from Mexico City in my car right now. Um, I, like I, I love them so much. Oh, perfect. You have a couple right there. That's amazing. Yeah. It's a, a rare, very good look. He-Man. I love that. These are made of white plastic, so they look really strange. <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, at what point did you either start collecting bootlegs or start realizing you could create bootlegs or create indie toys? Well, here in Mexico, as you said, we, we are like, deep in bootlegs bootlegs is are this is strange because like the bootleg scene of toys of course or, or collecting bootleg toys nowadays shifted from 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 the original idea mm-hmm. uh, in the night in the 80s and in the 90s bootleg toys were like cheap toys for kids yeah. because most of the lines were too expensive for people in mexico to buy so the we have this uh, bootleg uh, history since the 50s, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, people start buying cheap toys because they were cheap. 
One of the things that uh, are important of this is that since they are cheap toys, you can make whatever you like with them. Mm -hmm. If you lose or break or something happened to an expensive toys, your parents never uh, give you another one. Yeah. But if you break or lose a bootleg toy, nothing happens. You just buy another because it's very cheap. So since since very early age, perhaps on, on that transition of being a teenager, I was more aware of this idea of, of bootleg toys and the viability of me modifying or customizing these toys because they were very cheap. So if I don't have a specific character of a toy line, mm -hmm. I just go buy a bootleg and then I customize it myself and that's it. I have yeah. the toy now. That was one of the very first beginnings of, of me customizing toys. Also, I had a very good friend, a childhood friend. He always draw comics and make a lot of characters and make fun of a lot of characters and mostly our teachers at school and stuff like that. Hmm. And at what point, at some point we start making the figures of those characters, of, of, of the characters he, he was drawing. Okay. And we use as base bootleg toys, mostly, uh, we have like these strange luchadores, bootleg toys, uh, who were very cheap, and those are like amazing for customizing. And we start making these whole lines of our characters, our uh, superheroes. Yeah. So it's it's something I I've been doing, not not in a way of collecting or being an artist or a customizer, but just for fun, you know. And that's what uh, start pushing me into this idea of making. Uh, toys you know some figures both like toys yeah because that's really early on how old would you say when you started doing those little lines for the comic we interrupted this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this meanwhile in a galaxy of bootleg treasures dov2 we have engine failure we must crash land on dke toy planet oh my we're doomed wait Salvation! Hooray! We're saved in DLV2! Limited edition custom artist-made action figures and DKE toys! Check out www.dkatoys.com for a full catalog. Hooray for custom action figures! DKE! Perhaps I was... I was 10 year old. Holy moly, that's really early on. Uh, we... Not, not that I talk about it, it sounds like we we used to do this like regularly. Yeah. And then we, we made one and a lot of months later we made the other one. Yeah. You know, yeah. perhaps I was 13 years old when I started doing it in a more regular way. But then uh, I, I'm also a musician. Then when I was 15, between 15 and 19 years old, I kind of had this hiatus of collecting toys. Mm -hmm. And I started with a, a punk rock band and my life just switched into music for a, a long period of time. Yeah. I, uh, in that moment, I still buy some toy, bought, bought some toys, but, but not in the frequency of regularly I, I used to do it when i was a child so i want to take a break from the toys tell me about this punk rock band well it all started uh, with my parents making me learn how to play piano like classic piano yeah that was like one of the crown jewels of the family having kids who you know play classic stuff or do yeah art stuff but then when I was a teenager, I just discovered, you know, rock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I discovered MTV, I discovered punk, I discovered grunge. And I switched this whole idea of playing piano on playing guitar, or electric guitar. And it, I think it, it happens like this for everyone. 
then I, you get to meet some other guys with these same ideas, you know, and 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 that's when we hit it. We some somehow we decided to to be a, a garage band, and then we hit the road. And for a moment there, the this happened between I think ninety five through to two thousand. So so we were just in the, in the teenage years. Uh, we hit like the very nice spot here in Mexico during the 90s and the, la the last years of the 90s. We had a lot of, of gigs. Uh, we had this little CD some, some people uh, produced to us. We produced many of our stuff like in indie cassette tapes and we, we made the artwork. Love that so much. Was some, some, some other uh, view of, of customizing stuff and we were making everything like our t-shirts patches uh, pins and stuff it, it was also very very nice so time. your life up until this point was you've customized toys at a young age you helped make comics you customized like cassettes and different merch and stuff so at what point did you switch from doing this kind of stuff for yourself and move it into the art piece when did you make your first styles of art with toys and when did that start i i consider myself very uh let's say a very stressful guy okay so i always need to be doing something mm -hmm. uh, what i don't know but something yeah and since a very young age, I always been involved into different kinds of stuff, you know, like practicing playing piano. Then I practiced as a kid uh, taekwondo, and then I hit with with the rock band, and then I had this idea of, of making films, and then I studied uh, cinematography. But then. When I went to college, I studied philosophy. And that with uh, my previous studies of films, start pushing me into the art world, like the art world thing. Yeah. And then I pour all these ideas of customizing or making stuff into the question of what if I make art? And then I have like a big, chunk of years uh, as a visual artist. Mm -hmm. Being a visual artist uh, refined that idea in me of making stuff. I, uh, at first, I, I made all this stuff for me or, or for fun. But then I start wondering what, what if I made this like uh, in an artistic sense. Yeah. I went into this idea of visual arts for a decade, maybe. But then I just grew tired of it. I, I, I hit this point where, where all the art, like high art scene was not that good. It was all this cliche stuff about egos and bodies, you know. Yeah. And then I decided to switch back into making things just for fun, like applying all these uh, theoretical ideas of art into recovering what I, what I used to love as a, as a child, as a, and a teenager, you know, like mm -hmm. applying all, all these ideas into regaining bootleg stuff, making art toys. One day I just uh, wake up with this idea, um, let, let's hit like the art toys, you know, let's, let's see what's going on there. Mm. And, and then I just threw myself head on to, to checking on all, all this scene about toys and the toy community, you know? Yeah. What was it like, um, the initial, I'm interested in two things when I talk to people in um, other countries about toys. So the first one is, what was it like 
trying to find more people that did art toys? Like what was that initial search? Did it take a long time to find a lot of people? Not precisely. Um, one of the things it is, well, in my opinion, it's that, uh, for example, here in Mexico, even though there's a great community and a big community of art toys and art toy artists and stuff, I think the holy scene, it's quite of unarticulated. Okay. Because since all these ideas came from the United States, mm -hmm. not all the people are able to join in because of the language, because of the problems with, with the culture sometimes, yeah. even though we, we, we consume most of the, the pop culture, United, US pop culture. So we always have this problem that when you hit this type of scene, there's a lot of, of, of limits, you know? People are not always willing to, to, to get you uh, within them, or to, to share some, some ideas. It's always kind of uh, a lone star way of, of making things. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about doing or starting with those, this whole idea for, for a very, very long time. Uh, I was first experimenting with racing and like seeing the, the whole ma material thing of, of the subject before starting. Yeah. But then the pandemic came in and I started watching and scrolling a lot of Instagram posts. That's, I think that that was the first thing I made, like just thinking about where where I should go to see this. And, and Instagram was like the first window. And from then everything just goes smooth. Yeah. The, the moment I start like looking for hashtags, art or bootleg stuff, a lot of, of new info, a lot of new ideas, start coming uh, and I just hop in it was I won't say it was easy easy uh -huh. per se but it was pretty pretty smooth yeah the moment I start like posting uh, I start gaining uh, quite followers uh, many people start uh, messing with me about the stuff I, I made and and that's it yeah and then you did when you did all of those searches and everything was it easier to figure out how to make these things with uh molding and resin and packaging and all that what was that process like for you uh in, in terms of materials like resin and, and molds and stuff i i already have like a little experiments on it yeah the, this friend I told you about, the one who, who drew comics, he also was making like resin figures before me, like a year or so. Mm -hmm. So uh, in, the, in that term, like I already had some knowledge about it. But the main issue was figuring what to do in terms of the figure, because I, I I still, I think, until now, I still have these high art ideas yeah. of how to make stuff. So some at, at the very beginning, I was like wondering in theoretical terms how to make a figure. I was like thinking in the conceptualism of the figure and the yeah. nostalgic terms and ideology. Mambo Jambo, you know? But then <laughs> I just saw something. It, it was uh, it was a little Ninja Turtle made out of a Playmobil figure okay. made by uh, a guy in, in IG. He's, uh, what's his name? Allow the Space, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. And and I saw that little Ninja Troll. It, it, it's it's a, a mix between a Kermit Muppet and a Ninja Troll in a Playmobil base. Yeah. And I saw it and I was, I just go overwhelmed by that 
but that uh, image it was amazing uh, there, there I was trying to come up with this magnificent artistic idea and then the first thing I, uh, I saw was this magnificent little ninja kermit turtle oh that just blew my mind and then I realized that I, I, I need to put aside those uh, philosophical ideas about making figures and toys and whatever and just uh, jump in. Yeah. And the very first thing I made was uh, the same Kermit Ninja Turtle idea, but I turned it into Slash, the, the turtle from Dimension X. I love that. I, I made that. I, that was my first attempt. I just think, okay, let, let's do it. Yeah. I, I, I try not to copy the idea, but use the idea in a different manner just to, to jump in and to see what happened. Yeah. And it was amazing. So that, that, that's, that worked very, very, very good. And that just pushed me into, into making more stuff. From, from there, I just start making things out of fun and thinking about what 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 would be funny to see what would be nice and, and yeah. joyful to, to look at and there there i was when you first started so this is the the second question that i'm always interested in with international artists um what was the when you first started this the toy scene in mexico city as far as like art toys what was that kind of like and is it does it compete with the bootleg scene, the art toys? Um, I don't think it does because bootleg toys are still made here in Mexico. Yeah. People still consume and buy bootleg toys because of, of the cheapness of it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not, it's not unusual to go to the market or to downtown and see, let's say, actual, like modern bootleg toys. Yeah. Every time a series hit here in Mexico, for example, uh, let's say the Squid Game. Mm -hmm. You know, like in the next two weeks, we are going to see the bootleg toys of, of that series. So that's yeah. something very common here. So the art toy community, as far as I'm aware of, it's trying to come up with this construction of an art scene as well. Mm -hmm. More like more like you look at cows or bear bricks. Like the art toy community is more concerned about making platforms yeah. for, for artists to customize rather than making figures or toys as bootlegs into a toy bootleg scene. Mm -hmm. We have like this strange uh, tension of if it's bootleg or if it's art toy or if it's customized toy. Uh, in the end, like the, the, the base is the whole collecting idea or the whole, the whole artistic idea of making. Yeah making toys something very, uh, quite strange uh, interesting more than strange is happening uh through the, the 80s here in mexico uh, there were a lot of plastic factories that used to have deals with uh u.s brands mm -hmm. toy u.s brands like for example mattel uh, kenner and stuff but as these factories lost their deals and license these brands and they start making things in china and other places these factories came into this low low time of work and hiatus but now they are trying to revive these uh, these places as some art toy factories mm -hmm. for example i have this bootleg ninja uh, turtle yeah i love the bootleg ninja turtles this is made out of, of vinyl. Mm -hmm. The guy who made, who made this one, uh, he's, he's at one of these factories. Mm -hmm. And since this became once again popular, he's trying to resell them 
not just as bootlegs, but as uh, base for customizers and artists to to make uh, new figures or artos. Yeah, it looks great. I've bought a couple. Um, I don't know where he's from, but I've bought a couple of those. I bought a, a giant He-Man one oh. that's like blue or orange. And I just bought the El Santo like vinyl one. And I and he I gave two of them away through a giveaway, but okay. the El Santo one I'm gonna customize because they look it's just perfect. Yeah. El Santo, I think it's vinyl, but the He-Man is is it vinyl or was it plastic, like blown plastic? Blow mold. It was definitely plastic. And it was like hard plastic, but yeah. all hollow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. blown plastic. Those humans uh, are becoming very popular. We have a lot of, of those in here. They were very cheap. But since someone started talking about them as bootlegs or collectibles, yeah. and they start selling them in other countries, now they are quite expensive. Yeah, which is interesting because it's... I don't, maybe you can tell me like what you think, but I, it's so tough to see that we are taking something that was a way of life and mm. uh, a toy that was bootlegged because it needed to be, and it needed to be cheap for everyone. And now the, like uh, so many people in the U S are now making that a collectible. Doesn't that seem so weird? We interrupt this broadcast of toys on top to bring you this. Earth to Aliens have landed, Earthling. I want lowbrow art and bootleg toys. toys, 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 toys. Well, you come to the right place. Earth to Kentucky is a shop for folks who love vintage sci fi, lowbrow, and art bootleg toys. Toys, toys, toys. They're located over there at 836 Main Street, Covington, Kentucky. Toys, toys. They carry original art, vintage action figures, designer bootleg toys, and toys, 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 and t shirts. Designed exclusively for their store by some of their favorite artists. Thank you, Earthling. I enjoy Earth to Kentucky. I have all my favorite bootleg art toys. Toys, 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 toys. Hey, look at that over there. It's a spaceship. Yeah. I need to go now. Someone's filming me in my spaceship. Shop now. www.earthtokentucky.com. That's earth2kentucky.com. Or just land your spaceship when they're open. Yeah, it's pretty weird. It's pretty weird, mostly because, as I was saying, bootlegs uh, were in, in our culture and our way of life since, since forever. Yeah. Also, the whole idea of Sofubi, for example, uh, we made uh, vinyl toys since since the 50s. Mm-hmm. But now, as the culture of collecting toys is growing up and it's hitting more markets, these whole ideas are coming back to us in a way it's quite strange to, to our own culture. Uh, collecting bootlegs, it's becoming very a very expensive way of collecting here in Mexico, even though we, we are deep into bootlegs. You know, for example, these ones used to cost the pair one dollar. Uh-huh. I've seen that some guys sell this individually in the U.S. for ten dollars each. Okay. And now that made that for us, these ones cost ten dollars. So it goes when it comes up here, and it gets more expensive. It gets ex- more expensive there as well. Yes. Okay, so that's the bad part about this. That's a, a very bad, bad part of it. And that just spawned, uh, let's say, a, a horde of, toy co- of bootleg toy collectors who always try to scalp these vintage bootlegs, yeah. modern bootlegs, and make deals out of, out of it, even though we are deep into, into bootlegs. Yeah. Which is so sad because I think unintentionally it hurts the people that can't afford more toys, like the bigger brands, and it hurts yes. those people. Yeah, on both sides, uh, from the brand side, because brands tend to be expensive, expensive, yeah. and the bootlegs as well turn expensive as, as this whole collecting idea grows. Yeah. So when you started making these toys and you started jumping in, at what point did you get plugged in with DKE and realize that you could sell your toys everywhere? 
Well, um, when I post this uh, Ninja Turtle, the, the first figure I made, the first thing I was worried about was the selling point mm -hmm. because uh, I, I didn't have any experience about direct sales on, on Instagram yeah. or any other platform. But then looking at how the other guys or the guys I followed made it, I started like mimicking the whole idea of uh, drop releases, you know, giveaways, like the whole standard customs and traditions on IG. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's how I start selling those first figures throughout direct messages and, and PayPal uh, payments. Uh, and all the DKE stuff just was a surprise. I just posted, uh, I, I had this idea of um, a Magdalorian figure. It's a Boba Fett with a Happy Meal face. It's my favorite toy you've ever created. Ah, thank you. Thank you, thank you. I think I still have a mold somewhere here around. Um, the whole idea, it's not my, my entire idea. My mom, I was talking about the Mandalorian, mm -hmm. and my mom says something about Mandalorian. It's, yeah. Is that something from McDonald's? And I just laugh. But then I Google it to, to see if what happened and I came up with a, uh, a guy who was dressed uh, with, he, he had like this McDonald's plates and they have I think it just a helmet and some Happy Meal cards, cardboards yeah. on, on the, I don't remember right now and then I, I thought oh, let's, let's make this figure and I made a figure and surprisingly enough first I was uh contact by some guy who asked me if these figures were made in a pressure pot okay and i told him that no i i didn't have one and then he told me that oh if if it's not in a pressure pot i don't want it because it, it will be it'll have bubbles and you know yeah technical stops and i was like ah whatever, whatever. yeah and i was trying to make this whole uh release drop and, and I, I mean claim drop and all, all the stuff but then I receive a, a, a message from DKE for many for many weeks I pronounce it just as Dicky Toys <laughs> <laughs> I, I received this this message from DKE asking me to 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 sell them a, a figure mm -hmm. And at that moment, I didn't know what DKE was. Yeah. And as I scrolled down to see who these people was who was asking me to, to buy one of my figures, I discover, you know, DKE toys, yeah. like the, the whole the scene. And that was just overwhelming. I was like, man, oh, I, can't, I can't believe it. this. This is very, very surprising. And I said, yes, I'll have one. Yeah. And then I I just asked, hey, I noticed that you're like a big guy in the scene. How do a little guy like I uh, can can uh, participate? And Doug was like, ah, okay. You, I, I, you did a great job with this figure. I really like it. Uh, I usually work with many artists. And then he hooked me up on the next... Uh, on the next DKE con, yeah, which was a year ago, mm -hmm. like in June. So that's it. It, it was just uh, what I like the most is that most of the things that have happened to me in this whole toy community just came up in a very organically way, yeah, in a very surprisingly way, without me making many things to get in i mm -hmm. just happened to pop i just happened to to start knowing and, and making friends throughout the the toy community yeah i think it is 
usually the toy community from what I've experienced is just so open and inviting that they just bring everyone in that they can. Yeah, it's awesome. And, and, and just to say, I'm, I'm more happy with this than many of other communities I've been in, like mm -hmm. the music community, the music scene, the art scene, the art community, even the, the, the Mexican counterparts of all of this. I always struggle like getting into the, the community. Yeah, with IG, it's been in a in in a matter of months. I start having pieces in many countries around the world, which is incredible. It's it, it's amazing. It's amazing. I, I have pieces now in more countries than the things I made as high art when I was a visual artist. Wow! Suddenly, I hit like major exhibits. For example, the, the DKE Con. Uh, Doug was very kind to me to, to have me into Decon for the art show exhibit. Uh, then I hit one here in Mexico through some colleagues that I happened to, to meet through, through IG. So yeah. that was amazing. And then I started having a lot of collaborations with other artists and friends from IG. And they, they're very, very welcoming. Like it's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's fantastic how the toy community on IG it's it's that that friendly yeah that like they always like give you a hand a tip or comment something it, it, it's amazing yeah it is i definitely i i love talking to dub about toys and i love um working with him with conventions and and the whole community i can't like some of the closest people that this is the tough part about the toy community the closest people that i like love talking to or the ones that i'm most close to are people in like canada or new zealand like they're so <laughs> far away yeah that's that's very very interesting as well i one of my best friends on ig it's dave from dimension x toys yep we 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 are always talking we're always chatting yeah uh i always chat a lot with uh barrio boba he's yep. an amazing guy uh i talk with a guy who's from poland we always talk like into heavy art theory uh -huh. with him uh just met a guy who who was into this bootleg scene as a theme from for his thesis i think so we start talking also about toys and art and yeah it's amazing pandemic or no one of the things i enjoy the most is that for the last three years mm -hmm. i think the people whom i talked most are people who i don't know in person yep it's people who it's in other countries and in other parts of the world and that's just amazing Mostly because you get to talk and meet new people and new culture, but also you talk about toys. Yeah. You know, it's like the most strange theme to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love being able to do that. So one of the one of my favorite toys we talked about right there, the uh, McMandalorian, like beautiful toy, beautiful. Uh, I love the idea of the head and how it works together and the paint, the packaging was, so let's, how did you get the idea of packaging? Cause you packaged it with like foam fries in the fry container, correct? Yes. So what was the idea behind that one? Just let's say it's part. an accident. It's okay. just a surprise <laughs> because um, when after I saw that picture of this guy uh, dressed in, in McDonald's products and stuff, I wanted to make a shift from this image uh, because I don't want to, to copy this guy. You yeah. know, I, I don't know who it is. He, he's like the, the first guy who has this, this idea. So I need this shift on. And then I think into make it into Ronald McDonald because it's a character you, you don't get to see anymore because yeah. of the new laws and stuff. So one of the 
of the main features of Ronald McDonald are the the high socks and the, the high boots and the socks and the stripes of socks. Yeah. So I I thought that was a, a a good way to mimic or introduce this idea into the Boba Fett figure. Mm-hmm. That's how it has these these legs with with the boots and the socks. And then I just painted in uh, in our McDonald's style. But then since I don't want to copy the guy from the picture. I thought it would it'd be better if the helmet itself was the happy meal. So that's how the idea came from. As for the package, the, the main issue I have here in Mexico, it's making blisters. Okay, so they're just hard to get altogether? You, can't, you cannot find blisters here in Mexico. Okay. Unless you call a factory and ask for five millions of a specific size uh, yeah. blisters, you, you, we don't have like a, a store that sells those. Yeah. You can find stores with, with plastic bubbles and, and, and blisters and molds, but those are mostly for bakery and candy mm-hmm. making and stuff. So with that issue at hand, I was thinking about how to come up with an idea of a package that doesn't involve the the use of a blister. Yeah. And I was like just wondering about it for a long time, a very, very long time. And then the idea of the package came from my wife because I have the, the a printed proto- prototype of the figure. Uh-huh. I had it like here at home. I also love McDonald's. So oh, one yeah. of these days, one of those days, we were eating some some hamburgers, and my wife was the one who, for some reason, took the figure and put it between the the the, the fries in the package, and yep. she was like, "Ah, this this looks cool," and that was like, "Ah, oh, that's that's <laughs> it, that's the idea." No? Yeah, you owe yeah. your wife everything. Yeah, yeah, it it was a wonderful idea. Yeah. Uh, she <laughs> she regretted later because that week we ate a lot of french fries <laughs> <laughs> yeah we we hit mcdonald's each and every day just to, to find the i think it was 10 10 uh, french fry packages and at first i was thinking into making resin french fries uh-huh. but um it was kind of messy. The French fries uh, get stuck into the the silicone mold. It was it was very problem problematic. Uh, and I happened to have this old piece of foam from a cushion or something. Mm-hmm. And I, since it's yellow, I thought oh, maybe this will work. And also since it's foam, it may help for the figure not to crash into the package and get damaged. Yeah. And that's that's how I solved it. I just that's took that amazing. old foam and cut the, the same size of the French drive packages and put it together and that was it. It was beautiful. So I'm I'm stoked that you did it. Um yeah. I I love uh the toys that come out of like uh, Mexico City, and I ha- I talked to Kalaka Toys down in Argentina, oh. I believe, and, um, and and I just like the toys always look so good. Shipping sucks, right? Like getting everywhere, yes. um, and then talking to Dystopian Toys down there, like he's great. Uh, so I just I love all of those toys, and I wish everyone lived closer so that we could just just trade toys constantly yes that's one of my main dreams uh shipping toys is it's a nightmare yeah uh, i i always uh add the shipping cost into the cost of the figure yeah because i know it's it it might get very expensive but then the whole agony of waiting for the figure to arrive it's uh it's the worst on my side uh, there's a lot of figures i i i would love to buy mm-hmm. but the problem is that our postal service sucks but sucks <laughs> as hell. yeah so it might never be delivered yeah 
so I'm I'm always like having this juggling thoughts in my head about oh should I buy it? Will it be delivered? What I'm always trying to to make things easier for shipping and for delivering toys. Yeah. Of course I I, I wish I we were closer to each other. Yeah. This time I'm planning this year, well, fingers crossed, I'm planning to go to Decon because I'm I'm sure that will be the perfect spot for me to trade toys and to meet all the guys and to 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 get to know personally most of the folks, you know. Yeah. It's currently uh Dave from Dimension X Toys, as I said, he's uh, he's amazing. I really like that guy. Uh, I made him a care package with a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he started making a care package for me. But he told me the other day he's, he just had a lot of stuff there. <laughs> <laughs> he won't be able to ship it here. So I think we are going to to encounter a decon and yeah. trade the packages. <laughs> That would be so good. Now, at uh, this moment, I have a cousin who's, it, by now, it's living in New Jersey. Okay. He went there for work for, uh, I think, six months. Yeah. From the day one he hit New Jersey, I started sending him package I, I got from all the guys from IG, like different uh, sticker swaps, figures I bought. Yeah. Uh, you know, T-shirts, all stuff like <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's becoming crazy about it. Hey, I received this, and now I received this, and now I re- <laughs> yeah. But it's the only way. It's it's the only way. I'm I'll be sure that I got all these things delivered to me. He's he's going to bring it back because yeah. if I I I buy these things online or buy these things throughout the artist, uh, it may never never appear. They yeah. may never be delivered. That's that is tough. As we um, start to come to an end of this episode, the last part of the podcast is all about the artist and all about everything that they are doing. Um, if you are in any other interviews, if you're in another podcast, if wherever we can reach out to you, wherever you are, this is a time to plug all of that. So do you want to plug all of your stuff? Well, currently I'm making a figure for the next DKCon. Yep. I recently was in an interview, of, a fabulous interview with Only Jolly Art at uh, Behind the Bootleg. Uh, I might be on an upcoming exhibit here in Mexico through a IG page that's called Expo Toys MX. Okay. Um, aside from that, the only place I'm in, it's on IG. I don't have any other web page or something. I love receiving direct messages. I, I love talking with people to share. Uh, ideas, stops, tips. Um, I'm thinking this year into making a Sofubi figure, maybe one or two, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And I still have this idea of, of hitting uh, the US at Decon or making a little tour through some of the states yeah. and visit some of the, of the folks. The other thing I have to say is don't, don't miss all these guys. Mostly, you know, Dimension X toys, Barrio Ova, yeah. and Strawberries, Nostalgia toys, Skatsuki. There's so many of them. Of course, you, Jupo toys. Yeah. The guys from Mexico, uh, Expo toys, Max, Vinyl Acrylic. Uh, many, many, many folks that are just awesome guys and have awesome stuff on IG. It's just such a supportive community, so it's it's worth it's it to support everyone. The other thing I love the most is seeing the things other people made. For example, I, I was I was thinking about this, but I, I forgot to ask you earlier. That crayon bullet package, yeah. That when I saw it that first, just blew my mind, and I'm I'm not going to lie. I, I talk about that for a whole month with a lot of my friends and a lot of my artist colleagues and try to wonder how you came up with those magnificent idea 
And in terms of theoretical art, it comes up with all this idea of politics, rage, violence. Yeah. No, it, 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 it's amazing. It's amazing. And every time I see or, or watch something post on IG, there's, there's not a single day I just got surprised and overwhelmed by something I, I watch on, on IG, scrolling IG, because it's, it's amazing. Thank Plus, you. all the supportive... Uh, people and all the friendly guys out there it's it's like a whole it's a perfect mix yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's amazing apoxy crusader it was amazing to have you on the podcast thank you thank you very much Toys on tap. The next episode. It's great. It's amazing. You're going to want to listen to it. It's not right now, though. You're going to have to wait till the next episode to listen to it. Oh, when's that? The next one. Cool. Toys on tap. The next one's going to be good, too. So stay tuned and, and, and listen to that. Toys on tap. Awesome.